Hello, everyone. Uh, today, we're diving into the first Blast Movies podcast. I am your host, Tyler Patterson. With me today is my partner in crime, Steve Watts. Today, we'll be diving into Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, kind of give our thoughts, uh, spoiler and spoiler free. But before we do that, just want to dive into a little segment that we like to do and just give a recap of the movies that we've seen um, in the last few days or leading up to Wakanda Forever. Steve, I'll kind of hand you the keys and let you dive in. All right, uh, so I'll start here. Um, I had a pretty slow week this week. Uh, I'm, I'm coming off a 48 movie heater of um, from last week, but this week I watched a lot of great movies. Uh, started off with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think uh, even though Ty doesn't like it as much as I do, I think he can agree that it is like, from a writing standpoint, one of the greatest ever created. Um, then I followed that up with I Lost My Body, which is an animated French film. Um, it's on Netflix. I highly recommend everyone to watch that. Um, I thought it was very beautiful. It's about a hand making its way back to the body that it was lost from. Um, and then after that, I kind of ended off the week with a couple of uh, Cannes Film Festival favorites with Decision to Leave and Triangle of Sadness. Um, Decision to Leave being Park Chan-wook's uh, return to the director's chair and Triangle of Sadness uh, won the Palme d'Or and uh, is a very interesting uh, Swedish political comedy. All right. Uh, it's funny uh, listening to you dive into, you know, these great movies and then me on the flip side the average movie goer that just so happens to run this podcast with you got to see one movie before seeing Wakanda Forever and that was the first movie Black Panther 1 also directed by Ryan Coogler but just want to do a, a quick review quick recap on the movie so I went back and revisited it my thoughts really haven't changed on the movie that much. I, I have it graded as a B- minus right now, and that's not necessarily a, a bad grade. I enjoyed the movie, but, you know, eventually we will dive into our issues with the MCU, but the, the MCU watermark on this movie seems to be uh, a little bit more prevalent because Cooler's such a good director, and I, I couldn't, I guess, get past that, so... For me, it's a fringe top 10 MCU movie. A good watch, but nothing that really moves the needle. And that's all I got to watch this week before Wakanda Forever. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, then. Do you want to hop into the kind of overarching thoughts of the movie? Yeah, absolutely. So I before we kick off on those thoughts, I, I figured, you know, since... At Blast, we, we like to talk about the experience itself with a movie, not just the story itself. So why don't you give a quick rundown of your theater experience, maybe the drive there, just kind of the story around seeing the movie. Yeah, uh, so I had brought up uh, watching Black Panther 2 with uh, my girlfriend, and we hadn't gone and seen a movie in theaters uh, yet together. And uh, she was nervous because she wanted me to like the first movie we saw together in theaters. Uh, so we ended up going to Decision to Leave the day before. Um, <laughs> but uh, this was my first time returning to uh, the Marcus Theater in Bloomington, Normal, Illinois. Um, 
and the only other time I've been there was when I was, I think, 10 years old, and I went uh, with my sister, who was a student at Illinois Wesleyan at the time, to go see Boss Baby. Um, so it it was kind of a trip uh, going back, seeing that theater from my childhood. But um, I think that generally the theater experience was a C. I mean, I was I was in a theater full of full of Marvel fans. Um, guy on my left was talking through the entire movie to uh, whoever he went with, and the guy on my right was just absolutely smacking his lips on some popcorn. Um, so you know, a, a typical MCU theater theater going experience. <laughs> but I I'm glad it wasn't the first I saw with my girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, and I figured that would be kind of your, your response. I can't say I had the same experience. So this is one that me and my buddies have been looking forward to for a while. And this goes back to that first trailer for Wakanda Forever. Mind you, you know, I may be a bigger fan of the MCU than Steve is, but that love has dwindled in the last year and some change. I, I'm not a big fan of Phase 4. I haven't been. It feels very, um, I guess, distasteful, cash cow, you know, like most of the MCU, but it just, it's run its course for me. Until that first trailer dropped for Wakanda Forever, I was pumped to see this movie. It just looked gorgeous. It felt like, you know, Kubler really wanted to, to tell a cool, sto cool story here and do it in a beautiful way that honors Chadwick. So I went in with, I guess, a few hesitations, but I was still excited. Went to Ridge Cinema, which is about 25 minutes from... Uh, where I live, went with a huge group. I think we were, we rolled seven or eight deep, uh, packed theater. Everyone's, you know, hooting, hollering like a typical MCU movie until that opening scene starts. And we'll dive into some of that stuff, but uh, it really dives into Chadwick's and T'Challa's death very early on. And from that point on, the theater was pretty much as silent as could be, locked in um, for an emotional roller coaster. Just made for a great great experience I, I don't want to grade the movie yet but the theater experience was close to you know an a minus a had a great time there there yeah you know it might be a side effect i went on a five dollar tuesday showing um so that definitely could have played in but uh just generally not a great one for me <laughs> i get it um yeah so now that that's kind of out of the way let's dive into uh a few theater experience, not theater experiences, uh, kind of just your overall thoughts of the movie and we'll, we'll start talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so this was dog shit. Um, I think like bottom five movie of the year for me. Uh, I, <laughs> I received a text from Ty, um, the day he saw it, which was, I believe on the Thursday or Friday that it came out. And uh, he told me that they had given Coogler the keys to make the movie he wanted to. And wow, I was, I was shocked. I could not believe how, how Coogler even allowed this to be released or made or anything. Um, I could not distinguish anything that he had to do with this movie besides maybe one or two scenes. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an easy F for me. I don't find really anything redeemable in this movie. Yeah, and I get it. And I'm glad you brought up that story, too, because I think that your hatred for this movie is partially my fault because I had, I had sent you that text about it 
you know, him getting the keys right after the final scene. And obviously it's an emotional one, uh, honoring mm-hmm. Chadwick, or sorry, honoring Chadwick, but also T'Challa. And I just couldn't believe that something that moving was in a Marvel movie. Uh, we talk about this a lot, but movies can be more. There were a couple really impactful scenes that, that touched me beyond just the big screen, the big popcorn movie. And I was all excited about that. And I think I sent you in with sky high expectations, whereas I went in with little to no expectations. So I think that might have skewed your opinion a little bit. But I think the easiest way to put this is for me, the only way that this movie would work for me is if they honored Chadwick. And in my opinion, I felt that they did it in the only way that wouldn't be distasteful. And that way I was able to enjoy the movie. If they had handled his death in any other way, I would have probably felt the exact same way you did. You know, I, <laughs> it's it's funny you say that they honored Bozeman, uh, just because I truthfully felt that it was relatively disrespectful. Um, and I think a lot of that comes in our spoiler discussion, um, which we'll save for a little while, but also, I mean, this this emotional scene that you're talking about at the beginning with T'Challa's death, essentially, so that we're dealing with this very early on. I mean, that that ends with a cut to the Marvel, like, comic credits with, like, Iron Man punching people. And then eventually, like, it fades into, like, an only, like, Black Panther scenes type thing, which I guess is a little better. But, oh my god, like, this is one where you either put the Marvel logo at the very beginning before the movie starts, or you don't use it at all, because, holy shit, I was dying laughing here after this beloved character had just died, and you can see the pain on Letitia Wright's crying face, and then fade to comic violence. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's funny to hear you talk about just the Marvel credits, you know, the the Marvel Studios thing popping up. Because again, that's just like a signature thing for a Marvel movie that we all seem to love as Marvel fans. And you not being one of those, I could see that being a problem. But I felt like that was one of the more moving scenes, you know, the little Chadwick tribute. But only because in the theater, everyone was, you know, you know, still getting ready, you know, chewing their popcorn, open their candy bags. And then you know, it gets it gets really silent. You get the the T'Challa Chadwick tribute, and there's a pin that you couldn't hear a pin drop in the theater, and I think that's why I felt like it was uh, an emotional moment. Yeah, I I can I can see that. I can understand that. I guess, but it just really really struck a a negative chord with me. Yeah, I get it. Well, you know, I think we also disagree a, a little bit on the runtime and and how long the story takes to unravel but i i happen to enjoy that and you know this movie is nearly three hours long i think it's the second longest mcu movie to date behind endgame and yep. it really takes a long time to you know unravel as a story um to i guess develop the black panther character yet again um, give someone else the reins. I happen to enjoy that aspect that it didn't throw a particular character into the mantle right away, but I think you had issues with this, so I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, 
I didn't necessarily have issues with them taking their time to develop this new Black Panther. I had more issues with the villains in the movie. Um, I mean, when you're sitting at a runtime of two hours and 40 minutes for a single, like, comic book hero film, um, like, I can understand it a little bit more with something like Endgame, where you have so many characters and so many things going on. But when it's just Letitia Wright, I don't think it works being this long. Um, I checked my phone for the time probably four times in this movie, which is never a good sign. Um, cause I was like, holy shit, how much, how much longer? When, when do I get to leave this? Um, but in general, I think there were a lot of spaces where the pacing really, really lagged. And like, it felt like there were a good like 20 minutes where the characters were just doing nothing. Like absolutely nothing was happening. There was this whole thing um, that we'll go into later with um, Shuri going into like this underwater kingdom area that I think was very pointless. And there's there's just a lot of stuff in this movie that I think could have been taken out and the overarching themes and would have lost absolutely nothing. And the movie would have been a lot more digestible and better for that. And I'm... I'm glad you brought this up, and I think this is the next point I really want to dial into. And also, it's been out for, I think, north of a week. I think the gloves can come off. Let's let's talk spoilers. Don't be afraid to to unravel some, some plot points. But you referenced that this movie could have been an hour shorter, and I think that you were also referencing that the antagonist didn't really need to be in this movie without saying it. So let's kind of talk yeah. about Namor, Namor, in this movie. I know that you have an issue with it. I'd like to hear more about this. Yeah, so I know that you actually really liked uh, Namor. Um, I know you had said that uh, he like wasn't completely outclassed by Killmonger, which I categorically disagree with. Um, but in general, I think that this, this villain is someone we've seen before. Um, in specific, it's pretty much Aquaman in the first Aquaman movie from like 2016. Um, and I don't know <laughs> why like anybody would watch Aquaman and be like, yes, like this is the movie I want to copy. Cause that was another terrible movie. Um, oh, but... stop it. The James Wan movie. You like Aquaman. one. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that you don't. One, it's not a Marvel oh, movie, so Lord. no bias. But also, it's just a really good time. It's James Wan. I. Oh, that's a bad. That's a bad take. We'll we'll burn it's, that bridge later. Yikes. All right. Um, but generally, I mean, this this felt like a movie that is very similar to the Amazing Spider-Man's and Wonder Woman. And um, what I mean by that is those those movies didn't need a villain. Um, and I think in the case of Black Panther or Wakanda Forever, the villain ends up uh, really harming the movie more than it helps it. I think that it adds a lot of external conflict that didn't really need to be there. Um, and cutting that out would really save an hour. I, I, if I were in charge of making this movie, I would cut out everything with Namor and I would make this hour and 40 minute long superhero movie about Shuri finding herself and making her way into the role of the new Black Panther. And 
I think that the Namor stuff really just distracted from that and didn't have to be included at all. Okay, so I guess a follow-up question with that is, so I think one of the you know highlights of the movie is Shuri going through this character arc of realizing that vengeance has consumed her, similar to it consuming T'Challa in Civil War and going through that character arc. Um, but that was... They used Namor, in a sense, for her to learn this. How would you have gone about her going through an arc like this? Or would you have scrapped that completely? What What is a third act of Steve Watts' Black Panther Wakanda Forever look like? Well, I think that it starts with the first act because that's where Namor is introduced. Um, <laughs> I think that we kind of see um, Shuri's mother. Um, do you remember her name in this movie? I'm, I'm forgetting it. Angela Bassett. That's all I know. Okay. Yeah. So the queen, um, the queen, <laughs> the queen, Oh, queen Ramonda. It is, um, is at the, like a UN meeting essentially and kind of explaining, um, how like she doesn't know who she can trust, um, when sharing, uh, Wakanda's vibranium, which is like, honestly, this all powerful element, which doesn't a hundred percent make all that much sense to me um but um i think that a better character arc starts with shuri seeing how poorly her mother is as a diplomat and kind of stepping into that role first and becoming a leader for her people internationally so that you don't have stuff like what happened with the french soldiers when they tried to break into the safe and steal wakanda's vibranium like, so if, if we can prevent those types of incidents and maybe she is a, she is the Black Panther when she's preventing those. But I, I feel like Shuri's path towards being the queen kind of comes as a default and is thrust upon her after Queen Ramondra dies instead of her actually earning it, stepping in and forcing her mother out, which is what I would have liked to see more. Very interesting. And I think that's a movie that works and I, you know, we may disagree on this particular movie, but the script that you're kind of unraveling a little bit just leads to one of my my concerns with, you know, not concerns, but issues with these Black Panther movies. And I still like them both. But if you give Kugler, you know, the key, I guess the keys, I'll, I'll say it this time, but, um, and actually mean it. If this isn't an MCU movie and he can just go make a Black Panther movie, there's no issues with Disney or Marvel, you can just make the the movie you want to make, it probably looks something closer to the script that you're describing, but I think both of these Black Panther movies are, you know, maybe top five superhero movies of all time, if not in this MCU shell. I think there are great story elements in, in both movies, um, but something seems to be missing in that hopefully is not Coogler's fault. It's studio mandates and what mm -hmm. Mickey Mouse wants. It's a hundred percent what Mickey Mouse wants. And that's, that's really the issue I had with it. When you said, um, give Coogler the key or that you, they gave Coogler the right. keys. When I was walking out of the theater, I was thinking like, has Ty actually seen like Fruitvale station? Like <laughs> <laughs> has he seen a Ryan Coogler film yeah. that like was really truly his? Because, I don't know if you know this, Fruitvale Station is a memorial film, um, and it's a very powerful one. I think it's arguably one of the 
one of the best movies I've I've seen. Wow. Um, I think it's it's very touching and it's very tasteful and I think that if <laughs> if Coogler's allowed to make a movie, he makes something more like Fruitvale than like Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And totally, and I agree. I, I like Fruitvale and I, I get what you're saying about that's what a Coogler with the keys kind of movie looks like, but I guess let me recant my giving the keys take pretty egregious pretty over the top and recency bias got to me but i think what i like about this movie is in different hands it is a dumpster fire it is distasteful i think that he did his best and i i watched a video from high top and he kind of broke this down too how there are there are elements of every mcu movie that need to be in there mickey mouse wants a new character introduced so okay I'll give you Ironheart and I'll I'll flesh out her character as best as I can or make her, you know, useless, whatever it is Coogler wants to do. You know, he'll he'll check the boxes, but he'll also make something beautiful and touching. And I can think of at least three or four scenes that really, you know, touch my soul. And I can't say that about a lot of Marvel movies. That would be, you know, the opening scene, um, Shuri realizing that she can't save her brother, T'Challa's funeral uh queen Ramondra's funeral the and then the final scene where leticia wright's character burns the funeral garments and remembers all of her moments with her brother i think these are scenes that if if this movie was directed by someone that wasn't chadwick's friend that didn't get permission from his family to make the movie i don't know if it turns out the same way I mean, yeah, it doesn't turn out the same way, but <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think it's, it's your casual showing. Let's just show that, you know, you're, you're, you're really showing that you're a casual here, um, in my, <laughs> in my eyes, but I don't, I just don't, I didn't feel any emotion in those scenes and I've seen all the MCU movies. I just don't like them very much. Um, well, I mean, but, in that, in that part. I think that kind of should be taken with a grain of salt when we listen to your MCU takes. I mean, I'm coming from a perspective where I I was the biggest MCU fan one could find, fell out of love because of the reasons that you have described um, and came back to this movie with little to no expectations and, and was happy because I, again... I may be upset, but I'm rooting for these films. You are rooting against them. And I think that that might play a part in this in this review, in your take. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I would say maybe, but at the same time, I went into this really wanting to like it. Um, and I can't say that for most for most MCU movies. I, I went in with an open mind because of your praise, um, because I thought you were better than this. But uh, I was I was just really shocked at how how over commercialized it still felt, um, and I think it's a frustration that's been building with me for a number of years, especially after Eternals with Chloe Zhao in the director's seat. Um, I if you showed me that movie, I would not be able to tell you that Chloe Zhao came anywhere near it, um, <laughs> and I I feel the same the same way with uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, I think that yes, Coogler made it a better film, but I don't feel 
his his presence in any of this movie um and that's that's really where my where my biggest issues lie um is he's he's one of my favorite directors um i love the creeds and i love um fruitvale and here we are watching another over over commercialized piece of shit you know i get what you're saying so i guess really quick do you do you feel that this movie would be the exact same if coogler wasn't directing because that's kind of what it sounds like and you're not blaming coogler you're blaming the studio so are you suggesting that this movie would look the exact same if someone maybe less talented or less notable as Kugler was given the script and tasked with directing? I think, yes, yes, actually, because I think that all of Kugler's presence in this movie can be felt through the script, and that's it. I think if you give this movie to even, like, John Watts, it's the same fucking thing, you know? Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, that's brutal. And I don't disagree with a lot of your points. I really don't. Um, I think, again, I think I was trying to, you know, bring this up uh, earlier in the pod, but when I watched it, little, little no expectations, and I had one ask, honor Chadwick, and in my opinion, it did that, so I was happy with the movie, and I had a smile on my face throughout it, because I no longer was looking for the flaws, but going back, there are several. Uh, the character, the Ironheart character, didn't need to be in it. I enjoy mm-hmm. I enjoyed her her character. It wasn't that um, just shoehorned, and only because her Disney Plus show is probably coming out next year. Martin Freeman's character, uh, uh, <laughs> Elaine from Seinfeld, she's in it. And again, Disney Plus weird. show setups. Yeah, Th- those weird d- like divorce jokes and drama with that too. Yeah. I did not like remember. I don't know if that was that in the first one. No, and that's okay. that's another point. It's like they weren't. That was never mentioned that they were together, and it's clearly a a retcon to try and connect this universe even more. And stuff like that, of course, makes my eyes roll the same way it does for you. I, it's all a machine. They're all just setting up more projects, uh, which is frustrating. A couple other flaws. I, the runtime doesn't necessarily bother me, um, but I did feel the runtime i did feel that it was nearly three hours i I wasn't upset by that but i could see where it 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 could bother some people there is some some shoddy green screen and cgi Mm -hmm. at at moments i didn't think it was too bad but i would also say that there were some pretty solid action scenes there's one in particular i a hand-to-hand fight on a bridge that i enjoyed a hand-to-hand combat scene with namor and the black panther in the final act, I enjoyed, but still, there are there are clear MCU watermarks here. I I was blinded by on first viewing. I'm kind of afraid to revisit this one because it will fall uh, quite a few spots in my power rankings. Uh, I had it top five MCU the second the movie ended, and it's probably closer to to top ten, maybe not even cracking the top ten now. You know, that's, it's a, it's a tough feeling to rewatch a movie and kind of have that magic be lost for you, you know? Yeah, and that's kind of why I'm avoiding it. I, I'll just ride the high horse. I'll treat this as a, more of a blast experience where I just had a really special theater experience that I'll never forget. 
while this movie is flawed, I, I'm willing to accept those flaws and, and love it for what it is. That's fair. Um, so I, I do have one question for you. Um, and that is when you're talking about honoring Chadwick and you, you didn't mention this in your flaws, (laughs) we, we build up to this beautiful ending that I actually did kind of feel like, holy shit, maybe Coogler had, was on set for one of these scenes where Letitia Wright is on, uh, a beach uh, in Haiti, right? Yep. Haiti. Um, and she's at a bonfire and she's burning her funeral garments from, I think both Chadwick and Queen Ramonza, Ramondra's um, funerals. And uh, you get kind of these flashbacks of Chadwick going through her head. Um, and I, I thought it was good. And I was like, all right, you know, at least that's okay. I, I went on and I was like, it's, it's not the worst MCU movie I've ever seen. Uh, I initially graded it like a D minus, like a, yeah, a, a pretty low D minus. And then we get that completely ruined by surprise. There's a child um, that apparently T'Challa had and Come on. <laughs> who is named T'Challa um, in a post credit scene. Uh, which is really just the epitome of the MCU and everything wrong with Disney and Marvel. Um, and I just started dying laughing. I was like, holy shit. I bumped it down to an F and I walked out of the theater absolutely just like in awe of how terrible that was. I, I, I mean, I, I hear the question without hearing it. Um, yeah, it's tough because I... I loved the decision to just put your head down and make Shuri the Black Panther and really just dial in on the family ties and keeping the mantle within the family. I was really worried. There were a few fake plot leaks uh, a couple months back saying that they were going to resurrect Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger and have him take up the mantle. And that would have just been egregious, disgusting, really fucked up. That would have been miles worse. I, it's so worse. So much worse. And I, I was glad that Shuri took up the mantle. Is the T'Challa's son thing a little iffy? Yes. Are they doing it for the right reasons? Probably not. This is clearly a a recast without calling it a recast. But for now, I am I am glad that Shuri's the Black Panther. I hope that T'Challa, T'Challa's son doesn't take the reins until people kind of, I don't know, simmer down on it. I haven't seen a lot of people upset with the fact he had a son, except you, but if, ah, God, it's a a tough, it's a tough call because I think part of the reason they did it was a lot of the fans called for a recast. And I know you and I agree that that would have been disgusting that T'Challa is Chadwick now. He, he owns the role. I mean, he, not saying he died to, to play this role, but he he was dying playing the role. It would be disgusting to recast. Um, and this was the I think their next best bet for appeasing those fans. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you you caught me in a in a bind here. I, I don't think your take is ridiculous, but right now I'm just excited. Shuri is is the Black Panther, and they didn't, they didn't do a recast, and they didn't make Killmonger Black Panther. 
Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, well, speaking of uh, Shuri, then, do you want to kind of dive into her character a little bit? Yeah. See if we can hash some things out. So, yeah. you you really liked, you really liked um, how her character arc progresses during this movie. I do. And I really did not. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if Shuri is really a different person at the end of the movie than she was at the very beginning. Um, I think that there might be a small difference in who she is at the beginning of the movie after Chadwick dies and at the end of the movie. Um, but I don't think that pre-T'Challa's death, Shuri is any different from the Shuri we see at the end of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I respectfully disagree. I mean, I feel like she goes through her story arc within, I guess, the final, like, 50 minutes. But So she, she becomes Black Panther. She makes this ancestral herb. But before that, after T'Challa died, she references that, you know, she essentially hates the world, wants to see it burn. She knows she won't be able to see her, her brother again and she's fueled by this rage so when she visits the ancestral plane in hopes of seeing her brother or, or her mother she bumps into cousin killmonger who kind of shares the same passion for tearing down the the old world order um using violence getting revenge um and i liked that in the final fight scene with namor she she realizes the same way t'challa did in civil war that vengeance is consuming her she she essentially goes through the exact same story arc that everyone seems to love with t'challa and civil war and it kind of mirrors that the same character progression that he goes through that's i thought was a really cool i guess what george lucas would call poetry it rhymes <laughs> i i enjoyed that uh that mirroring yeah i just it didn't really click for me and I don't know. I, I I just really... I think that she earned her, like, spot as the Black Panther, but I don't think she really had to do much to to earn that. Um, I think, again, that it was more of a by-default thing um, after they killed Queen Ramonda. Yeah. I would have liked... I would have liked to see Shuri kind of step into that role before her mom died. It's, um, not, it's not a ridiculous take. I... I really like that concept when you were breaking down your own vision for the script or for the story, but I don't know. I, I think I was more so just excited about the her path towards, I guess, nobility, the, the same way T'Challa went through it. I get that her, I guess, taking up the mantle came with little to no adversity, but it came with urgency, you know, Namor, he just mopped up Wakanda after an accidental death. You know, bury your dad, mourn your losses, you're queen now. And she has to step up to the plate. And I think that's more realistic for the character. Mind you, in the last movie, in the last few movies, she's just been the the comedic relief scientist, the Tony Stark of Wakanda. And now she has to step into this role as the leader of their nation and i don't think it should have been a a forceful thing i kind of like that it was on accident because in no 
in no other way would it make sense for her to become the Black Panther. It, it has to be, oh shit, this, this just fell in my lap. I, I have to do this now. I think that worked for her character. That's fair. There was a, a brief moment where um, the engineer who is, what's her name? Um, from college. Oh, um, oh God. I don't know, it's Ironheart. I don't know her name. Okay, yeah. Where Ironheart um, was kind of walking around and there was like a suit or something or like maybe there was a mask and she was in the room. I was like, there's no goddamn way. <laughs> um, oh my God. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I, I don't think it's something we're really ever going to agree on. But um, you had also said that the Shuri scenes had kind of gotten you to be more emotional and you had kind of outlined that in the in the four scenes that you said kind of made you choke up a little bit um and I I wanted to bring up that those scenes all rely on the emotions that we the audience and the cast feel for Chadwick Boseman's yeah. death I mean <laughs> Like, even at the end there, in that last scene where Sherry's sitting by the bonfire, like, it's not, like, a crying because, like, oh, like, she's finding peace. It's a crying because, like, god damn it, like, Chadwick's gone and now these movies are going to be shit, you know? Yeah, it's, <laughs> dude, it's a good point. And, you know, we may disagree on our opinions of the movie, but I think we'd both agree that this movie should have never been made in the first place. That Oh, 100%. Yes, it's become this iconic character and you know billions of people look up to the character of the black panther but it just it didn't feel right it, at least wait a little bit stop worrying about deadlines and profits you've just lost you know um, i don't know one of the best actors working today one of the best people mm -hmm. uh, working today it just it never felt right and i think that's a great point that you just mentioned. A lot of the emotions that you feel in this movie are not story-based. It's real-life-based. You're emotional about T'Challa's death because the actor is gone. He he passed in real mm -hmm. life, and you feel it as an audience member. Maybe not necessarily because of the story itself. It's a great point, and we'll, we definitely agree that this movie should have never been made in the first place. But it's here, and we have to evaluate it as it is. And I gotta say, like, that, that last scene did make me tear up a little bit because I was thinking, like, I mean, I kind of, I feel like I grew up watching Chadwick Boseman act with 42, um, mm -hmm. being, like, probably my favorite movie from the ages of, like, 10 to 16, I don't know, um, yeah. when I loved baseball. But, um, I mean, this 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 actor, I mean, I, th I think that we all are able to kind of find emotional connections with actors and watch them disappear into roles we really care about. And so I, I, I do really hope that um, everyone did have some good intentions in making this movie. And there are at least some people, I know that Coogler would want this movie to memorialize Chadwick Boseman. I hope that there were some executives that found a little bit of their soul while they were uh, giving giving Coogler the works on how what they, what he needs to make this movie. Yeah, I agree. It you're probably being a little optimistic about some of those executives with 
you know, some of the clear mandates that were put in the movie. But I don't know. I felt like this movie was made with a little bit more heart. I thought Ludwig, Gornson, uh, the soundtrack was just beautiful. The cinematography at times I felt was really, really beautiful. A lot of the performances too, I, we may disagree on this. I Maybe on a few we'll agree. I'm excited. Maybe we can talk about this for a few minutes. But, um, you know, I think in a couple of those emotional scenes, you feel the the pain and maybe the, the raw acting, if you want to call it acting, during those scenes. I, I don't know. I feel like there were people, cast and crew, that did put their heart and soul into this for Chadwick. Yeah, um... In my review for the Argus, I kind of I kind of touched on that, and I was like, I, I, I'm I'm sorry to keep bringing it up, but that one scene with the bonfire <laughs> is the only one that made me feel any semblance of emotion during this movie, sure. um, and I, I kind of felt like you know like that that really felt real. Like I I felt like in that moment, Letitia Wright was mourning the loss of a beloved friend. And I think that if Marvel would have allowed it, Coogler would have allowed a lot more characters to do that. Um, like, is it Okoye? Okoye. Is that the, yeah. Like, I think she could have given a really powerful scene with that. I think Queen Ramadra could have had a really powerful scene with that. But for the majority of the movie, none of these characters are really left alone to be with with their thoughts and with their grief. And I think that that's one of the major flaws of it. Um, and I, I, I really don't think the acting was good. <laughs> I, I think it felt relatively phoned in. Um, oh. and I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't really find much emotion in, in this movie. Um, besides that one final scene. Understood. Well, Oh God, this is, my hot take is if you're a rewatchables listener, they give out this award for overacting. I think I'm giving that to Angela Bassett in this movie. I don't understand the, I mean, I do understand the Oscar buzz, but I, I, I felt like it was a bit of uh, too much overacting. But <laughs> is she actually, does she actually have Oscar buzz? I think so. For this movie? Yeah. For this movie? No, no way. Oh yeah. my God. I would, never watch the academy awards again <laughs> i mean let's be real shit i mean she'll probably win um or i don't know we'll see but i i guess i don't know i think i was more so just impressed with Letitia wright not just her performance but also just i don't know the the task that she had in hand i mean we had already mentioned this before but she was only a side character for comedic relief for the last three MCU movies that she's been in and she was asked to do almost an impossible task of hey you're gonna be the lead now you are the Black Panther you need to step in and, and fill those shoes and I think between her performance and you know kind of just toughening up and and doing this role I, I think she killed it you have to you have to give her praise for that I don't know I I disagree and I won't give her praise so um <laughs> the the last real thing i did want to touch on briefly is namor's character just a little bit um what was his plan like because because we see that like if he doesn't have water then he like low-key kind of dies <laughs> so like 
what's he get like when he gets to Nebraska? What the fuck's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to bring like five gallon jugs with them. <laughs> yeah, I... Moore's just sitting there with like a fucking hydro flask, sipping up before he goes into battle or what? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Dude, that's going to be funny. In, in the sequel, we're all just going to, like, pile into Idaho or something and make them, make them come to us. Oh, Lord. No, I, I don't know. I, uh, that's a good point. I, I, I just can't believe he, he didn't like his character. I, and it's not because, like, he's super complex or, you know, his performance was just unbelievable. Those aren't the reasons I enjoyed him. I just, I understood his motivations. I thought he was badass, and... I felt his presence and that he was a threat to our our um, protagonists. And it's okay to not have, you know, a groundbreaking villain in every movie. I, I just thought he was a ton of fun, and I understood where he was coming from. I, I don't know. I just enjoyed his character. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I can see it. I think the other thing that really <laughs> brought him down for me was... Uh, watching the Avatar Way of the Water trailer beforehand and then <laughs> watching this movie. like <laughs> More blue people? Honestly, more blue people from the water. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Not great. <laughs> and you know, they're already battling, like, I don't, what, what was the their uh, country or whatever you want to call it called? Like, Tecloclan or something? But it's really just Atlantis, but can't say Atlantis. Oh, the Talacan. Talacan, thank you. Um but it's just funny I, yeah, in the yeah. same beat you know just yeah, it's kind of Aquaman but we can't say that I don't know yeah. I don't know but in general um, I think it's pretty good time to wrap it up here um, you want to finish off with our grades of the movie yeah sure so I, I can kick off I, I mentioned I had a really good time at the theater with this one um, on the Instagram post I dropped, I gave this an A. Again, I posted that probably a few hours after I saw the movie. Recency bias was through the roof. I've identified some more flaws with it, but I still had a great time. Uh, I may disagree with Steve, but they I think they did the Chadwick Boseman stuff right. I'm going to give this a, a B plus, closer to an A minus than a B, but... I enjoyed the movie. It's a good time. I think it's better than the first one. But, uh, yeah, I, I just had a good time with this one. Uh, yeah, I disagree on every account. Um, Given it a solid F, uh, leaning towards F minus. Oh, more disgusting. than a, More than an F plus. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just... I need to stop putting myself through the torture of going to an MCU film and expecting anything more than meaningless corporate garbage. Understood. And, you know, we're really just going to have to dive into these MCU movies at some point. But I think this is I a can't, good plan. <laughs> you can't wait. Can't wait, for the, can't wait for the pod where we go through the MCU rankings. It's like six hours long, and I'm just screaming in your ear by the end of it. That is a Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp type episode. <laughs> your skip yeah uh. <laughs> alright time to wrap it up okay everyone thank you for listening to our Black Panther Wakanda Forever review uh, stay tuned for more pods in the future uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next time yeah have a good one